the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. B7Dev.com is the one-stop shop for all your app development needs. They can help you with design, development, and even marketing. Plus, they're offering an exclusive discount just for the App Masters community. Check them out at b7dev.com. Check ASO is an analytical ASO platform that provides you with up-to-date data on keywords, competitors, ratings, and reviews. It also grades your ASO level and gives you custom tips on how to improve it. This way, you can increase your app page visibility, organic traffic, and installs with every update. Try it now for free for seven days at checkaso.io. That once again is checkaso.io. What is up, App Nation? Welcome to another YouTube live stream happening every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific, where we have a special guest talk about a certain topic related to app marketing and the thing that you guys love the most, hopefully you guys love the most, is these app audits where we take a look at your app and give you feedback on how to drive user growth, retention, monetization, all that jazz. But today I've got a phenomenal guest. We're going to really go deep dive into the different acquisition channels, and he knows a lot of them, and then give you the little tips and tricks to really help you scale and optimize those channels. So without further ado, let me introduce the guest. His name, and let me bring him up is Joe Zimmer. He is the Director of Customer Acquisition and Growth at Ripple. I've had the CEO on, and that's going to be in a later podcast, but go check out the Ripple app. It is a really awesome. It's R-I-P-L, R-I-P-L.com. Joe, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Steve. Really happy to be here. Yeah, I'm super excited to talk all about user acquisition. You have so much knowledge. I mean, how many paid channels are you running, Joe? Well, Currently, you know, we're running about six or seven paid channels. Um, you know, it, it really depends on, we run both web campaigns and app campaigns. And so, you know, when you break those out, it's actually more than seven because you're optimizing for different LTVs, different use cases. But yeah, we, we're running about six channels right now and, uh, you know, trying to make all those as efficient as we can. Are there any numbers for Ripple that you can share just so the audience who may not be familiar with Ripple can understand, you know, how big you guys have become? Yeah. So, you know, we look at it as far as like weekly, act, you know, we're in the hundreds of thousands of monthly active users. Um, as far as like subscribers go, we got tens of thousands of small businesses throughout the world using Ripple. Um, most of those are in the U.S., but we do have a like 25, maybe a little bit more actually of our audience is international. And so, yeah, I feel really fortunate. You know, I've been here about three years now to see the company grow and see us try new things. And yeah, it's been been a really fun ride and we hope to keep it going. Yeah, there's the webs. There's the website. So I want to just share that with everybody too. Hey, Joe, I want to start with this because you kind of brought this up a little bit right now where you have web traffic. Are you finding any insights on, I've had a few guests on the podcast kind of share that sometimes web traffic actually converts better than app traffic. What are you guys seeing on your end? So it's, you know, it's a little different. Um, and I think it takes a different approach for our webs, web app specifically. You know, we have the benefit that, Apple and Google aren't taking the 30% of the commission. Um, yeah. And so because of that, we can afford these customers a little bit higher customer acquisition costs to acquire them. Um, that being said, it always has been a little bit more expensive for us to acquire customers on our web app. 
I think one of the reasons there is just we've been really mobile focused in our growth, especially starting out as an iOS app and then adding Android. And then our web apps actually only like two years, two and a half years old. And so mm. we don't have all that previous data to kind of like build those lookalike audiences, do different things with our strategy. So we're still working to build that out. Um, that being said, we've seen it be more and more efficient channel over time. And we've kind of found new ways to optimize that onboarding funnel and actually get people to sign up on our like on the web app and then go and download the app so that they're using us across platforms. And what we see when people use us across platforms is actually they're getting more out of the product. And so they tend to stick around longer. I like it. All right. I want to say hi to some people. Hey, you know, leave in the comment. I know we're worldwide international. Leave in the comment. How do you, I say hi in your particular native tongue? Rudy, what's happening? I've got Vijwajit and then Rassi, always good to see you. Star Projectors, and then, hey, Steve, I popped in for a while from the pool. All right, Rudy, that's awesome. And then Adrian from Celtic Rispers, hello from Dublin, y'all. And then we get a Scott Wonder, we just jumped in as well. Rudy, enjoy the pool, brother. It's getting hot over here too. Hey, Joe, I wanna, you know, this is something that I've been sort of talking with other clients too about the web traffic side of things the was it hard to sort of integrate all the user management subscription into one full platform yeah it definitely has been something that we've had to like really work at getting better at because if you think about the experience especially as a mobile customer coming into the web app you get to our landing page or our website you read about us then you decide you want to sign up and so you sign up on this website you may even pay us through our website and then we're asking you to download an app and so because of that, we've had to do some things, shortening the onboarding flow on our web app. And then once someone gets to the app store and downloads, making sure that we're actually keeping that customer information so that they don't have to sign up twice, because that's like the worst experience. They're wasting they're wasting double the amount of time by going through and signing up again. And so, we've, yeah, we've had to work. We've done a lot of testing on it. Um, it hasn't been the easiest thing. We've definitely made a few mistakes along the way, but I'm happy to say that like it has shown benefits for us um, by just putting some effort into that. Whoops. There, let me go to that one. Are you used, was it internal tools that you guys built out for the platform or are you able to provide, some, use some third-party tools to do all that integration? So as far as like attribution, we do use a third-party um, to help out with this. And we use AppsFlyer for like a lot of our, as our MMP. Um, along with that, we actually just integrated with a tool called Airship. Airship's a like CRM, email, push notification, in-app message. And that's actually really helped us communicate and tell customers about being able to move between platforms as well. We know when someone signs up here and then we want to make sure we tailor that communication so that they are getting, you know, relevant communication based on where they signed up. So we are doing some things. This has been really helpful. Um, and just knowing where these customers are coming from with apps flyer has been great as well. Are you using any deep links to after a user is done with the flow, they maybe they pay you guys and then getting them to the app. Are you deep linking them into the app? We are deep linking them to the app. Um, if they haven't downloaded the app before, that deep link will take them to the app stores. If they have, actually, it'll just take them right into the app. And we can even do things like currently what we do, you know, Ripple's a tool that helps small businesses create posts. And so one of the features we offer is like allowing someone to upload their logo or put in their, you know, brand colors and fonts. And we actually have deep links that if we send someone from an email and they're in our web app on their phone, they'll go right to the app and then they can do that in the app. And it's a little bit better experience if you're on a phone than trying to do it through the web app on your mobile device. I know one of the things about hacking user growth that you kind of mentioned was iterative testing at the top of the funnel. Can you give us some more details on that? Yeah, this is something, you know, 
over the past even three months that we've seen have huge impacts for our business. So what we try and do is kind of isolate, you know, what are the steps of the onboarding funnel and where are we seeing customers drop off? Um, and once we understand those drop offs, then we'll kind of start to look at that screen, iterate on it, figure out why maybe a customer is doing that. So for instance, we noticed that basically people who get through the onboarding funnel faster were more likely to share a post and be retained after like seven days because we have a seven day free trial. So what we did was we looked at all the screens that we thought we could take out of the first run and all the mm. screens we could just get rid of. And what we did was we eliminated two screens actually. And what it did was it got people through faster. It made them actually take the action we wanted to in the app, which was sharing a post. And then because of that, they were more likely to like sign up for an annual subscription and to stick around longer. Um, so that's one example. Another one I can give you that we've done that was also just eye-opening for us is we basically redesigned our upsell screen. So essentially the screen you come into the app and that asks you to make a purchase by revamping that screen, just that one screen, we saw like a 5% increase in um, in-app purchases. Um, and just because of those results, like we're going to continue to probably test that screen over and over uh, because that, you know, for any app developer, getting an app purchases is kind of the name of the game. And, uh, you know, we also saw that customers were doing it faster and it was easier. So we're going to continue to iterate on especially like those purchase screens and screens that tell the customer about your app right as they're coming in. Um, because as we've seen, the better your first run experience is, actually the better we've seen retention be months to come. So it's not only a win up front getting more people to purchase. It's also a win that you see coming through like three months down the road. And that's huge for Ripple's business as we're subscription based. All right. Lots of notes taking there. The What I want to get into, do you remember the number of screens you originally had before you knocked out the two? What, did you go from like four to two, six to four? Just so we were, yeah, we were probably a little heavy on the number of screens that we had. Up <laughs> we had like seven. Um, and so we okay. went from like seven screens to begin with. And then we cut that down to, we actually ran a test where it was seven, five, and three. Um, and what we found was that five was actually the optimal one there because we are still giving people enough information to make a decision to purchase, but we yeah. weren't adding too many. So by taking two away, we saw that that performed best when they came into the app. Can we do this, Joe? See? Let's do it. That's why I like having a guest. See, I, I can produce. I don't have a producer on my end. I can be an executive producer. All right, here we go. So you stop me whenever. No, this is great. This is uh, this is right before we started cutting out screens. So you can choose any of these, um, no, and then yeah, you'll sign up. I'm so happy with this Apple account thing. It just makes it so much stinking easier. So these are the screens. Are you talking about right here? These are the screens I'm talking about. You'll see okay. we ask for notifications um, right up front because we do see you know notifications help us with retention, getting people oh, to share. Um, yeah, and I really love how our UX team kind of put this little arrow towards it. It's a nice, and then you see this. So this is the upsell screen I was talking about. Um, okay. This, what we did actually, you'll see here before what we had was a screen that showed you both the two pricing tiers we have. So our monthly and our annual next to each other. It mm. had our terms and conditions and it actually had six different benefits. What we did was we actually made this a two-stepper which may seem like it's longer, but by making the upsell two steps, we gave people the information they needed to make a decision whether they wanted to purchase. Mm -hmm. We made it really focused on that seven day free trial. And then if you click tap your start your seven day free trial, then we're mm -hmm. asking you to make the decision of what SKU you want to choose. 
And so by asking you to make that decision after you understand the benefits, we've seen people converting better. It's also way less in your face by having this nice little pop-up from the bottom. And it's actually how Apple kind of presents some of their purchases as well. So we've been really happy with how this design's worked out for us. Um, We're going to keep testing because we've seen success testing. And like, I love running A-B tests. I love figuring out where's the little tips and tricks we can do. Um, But yeah, I'm really happy with how this has kind of turned out and how we've revamped it. And you know, no credit to me. All I'm the one who said, like, maybe we can test this. More credit to our UX designers and like our product managers. But um, yeah, I'm proud of how this looks. It's all credit to you, Joe. Okay. You're the ones here. So. Yeah. I don't know about that. I, I can't do that. I'd be mad at me if they see this. <laughs> I love this. So, for those who are listening, I know we have a fair amount of people who actually just listen to this stream. Just check out the visuals because we went, actually went through the onboarding flow and kind of what Joe walked us through. All right, Joe, let me say hi to a few more people. Lucy is here. John is here. Kalyani from Germany is here as well. All right, I want to get into one more thing, and then we'll get into some of the apps that we have for today. The scaling user growth and kind of figuring out where to, you know, when you find a channel that's actually working pretty well, what's the best way of trying to scale that without like, you know, sometimes I find that without blowing up your cost per acquisition. Oh, you want to scale? Okay. You know, relax your cost per acquisition still goals. Are you able to scale with, while still maintaining that cost per acquisition? Yeah. I mean, this is kind of the name of the game. I think for us is like, you know, if, if you never increase costs, you'd just spend as much as you could because you'd be making more money every time you spend. On right, right. Right. Like, um, <laughs> you know, we've, I think we've done a decent job at doing this and kind of doing it across channels. Um, it's a really hard thing to do because, you know, at times you'll see, oh, we're just going to increase spend by 10% on Facebook. And then you see acquisition costs go up by 20%. You're like, what happened? You have to dial back and kind of revisit. I think, you know, it really takes a channel by channel approach um, and really knowing kind of how each channel works and figuring out which one works best for your business and what your goals are. So kind of just to start, like if we think about Google UAC, because that's probably for a lot of app developers where they're going to be able to get a lot of installs quickly and probably mm-hmm. the most efficient, um, you know, that channel is a really good one to start out just with trying to get installs. And once you get some installs, you see people are using your app, you're seeing what they're like, you're seeing where they're dropping off in your funnel. You can start to optimize both your app and your advertising. And so once you start to get some purchases coming through, then maybe you can start to run some campaigns through UAC that are like, more focused on down funnel events, maybe a start trial if you're Ripple, or maybe it's like an in-app purchase complete if you're a game. Um, And once you start to get just more data, these things start to perform better. Once you get to that stage though of like, wow, these things are performing decent, I wanna scale up. That's where really what we've seen is you gotta focus on your creative. Um, You gotta focus on what are your video ads saying? What are the value props you're giving to people? How are you messaging? What messages are performing best? And that's really when you have to kind of it becomes not just a science of the data, it becomes an art too. And you gotta be able to be creative and talk about why would my customers wanna try this tool? Um, because we've seen true scale has to come not only from like targeting the right audiences, having good optimization events, understanding your data, it's getting that creative going, it's figuring out what do customers respond to? What am I putting in front of them and how does it look good? And like, we love to use the term thumb stopping here at Ripple, like, is this a thumb stopping post? Is this a thumb stopping ad? Is this something that's going to make someone stop scrolling? Um, and once you figure that out, that's when you can really start to scale. You have a few ads that perform well. You can really start to grow quickly across channels there. I love it. Is there one channel that you're finding 
better scale than others? Oh man, it's been, I'm sure you hear this from a lot of people you have on, but it's, it, it's always changing. Um, you know, we've been really Facebook focused historically. Um, that's been a channel that we've seen really perform well, but with iOS 14.5, we've definitely seen some changes. Just, you know, the attribution's not there. We started to go to a more aggregate approach and measuring like performance, especially for our iOS campaigns. Um, so Facebook historically has been one that we've been able to scale pretty well. More recently, actually, two channels that I think we've seen some success with that I'm, I'm happy about and optimistic will seem to come is one is Apple search ads. Yeah. Um, some new stuff there. We've really like we uh, have started to do some broad match campaigns. Uh, Steve, I know you've talked about a little bit. We've done some broad match alongside our exact match and seen that that channel actually start to scale, um, yes. which is pretty cool because historically for us, that's been one that's like, you know, I can get maybe a little bit more spend with not as much efficient, like with maybe the same efficiency, but like, no, we're increasing spend there by 10, 15% a week. And so doing some broad match, some retargeting. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm optimistic about that channel. And then also UAC. So UAC is a place where, especially on the Android side, we've launched, we've done some things. So we've been using ad groups uh, to target certain verticals for ripples. So like, tease that. I'm going to tease that. Hold on, hold on, hold yeah, on. Joe. Yeah. All right, you're let's, good. Let's okay. Bad, Joe's my got bad. a great tip. And it's because of, you know, I want to get into the campaign structure and because of our, we had a one-on-one conversation, but I started following your advice on the Apple search ads stuff. And so we're creating some content around that where we do have a campaign that's broad match and a campaign for search match. So thank you for that insight, Joe, but we, we do that. But Joe's got a great tip on Google UAC if you want to scale it and really find the right audience. So stick around for that. That's a little teaser. All right, Joe, let's get into some of the apps. But before we do, it's my favorite part of the show. It is time for dad jokes. You and I are going to battle. We're all we're both on the West Coast. You're in Seattle, I'm in California, and so play for a beer. Yeah, winner winner gets a beer. I'm in. All right. So whoever you got, whichever joke you like better, just put J for Joe and then S for me. Joe, I'll like give you the option. Do you want to go first? Or you want to go second? You're the uh, guest. I'll go second. I'll, I'll follow you. We'll see what. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't know if I can keep up. Let's strengthen my joke. Okay, this is now strategy. Okay, do I go with my strong one or do I go with my weaker one? All right, here we go. All right, guys. So get ready. All right. Yes, sir. You're here. So I want to, I want to see, I want to see a lot of votes. All right, Joe, what do you call two monkeys who share an Amazon account? What do you call two monkeys that share a Amazon account? I don't know. Primates. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Joe, that's, a, I, I let off my best one. All right. So I'm going to give you some it's there. All right. I don't know if I can top that. What do you call a typo on a headstone? A typo on a headstone. No idea. A grave mistake. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. If you like Joe's joke, put Joe, put J. If you like my joke, put S. And then we're going to take a look at our first app by Anya. So Anya is, she needs help unlocking organic growth. I'm going to assume it's a she. And then this is the exercise app. So really cool looking app. I like how they're niched into, you know, like exercise app for 50 plus. So it's kind of like, hey, if you're targeting, that's great. But any any thoughts on her main topic, Joe, that you want to lead off with? I was going to say, if you scroll back up here real quick to the, mm -hmm. the top, to the headline, the one thing I was going to say is I don't know, and Steve, you may have more expertise on this. I haven't seen a ton of success. We tried putting app in our headline for like a week. Um, <laughs> and 
people kind of know they're in the app store and like, I'm not sure it's worth putting app in your title because you can use this for other things outside of like, you know, you can use it for keywords. So yeah. it could be exercise, workout, 50 plus exercise and workouts or something like that, where you can get another, you know, get another important keyword in your title instead of having app in there. Yeah, I like that. And it looks like Anya is here. Hey, Anya. So yes, and I, what I think is right now, the terms that I would be going for if like, I don't know, senior workout or other type of senior, I wouldn't even call 50 senior, but anyways, think about those type of terms. But right now, fitness at home, they're really competitive terms from an organic perspective that I agree with you, Joe. App, sometimes it, make it makes a difference, sometimes it doesn't. I think Apple's getting really smart about this stuff and some of our spammy ways are not working as usual. So what I would try to go from a keyword perspective on you is, can I go after my target market? I know there is search traffic for like senior dating, right? Those type of terms are those, those are the type of terms that I'd be going after because fitness is so competitive. Think about other terms that your target market might be searching for that you may be able to optimize for. And then just for, if you're new here, the Spanish Mexico localization is indexed by the US app store. And so have a whole different title here, have a whole different, keeping it in English Anya, but the whole different subtitle that you, that helps, it helps your US ranking. And so what we've been trying to do is whatever is in our keyword field that we really wanna target in the US, we'll kind of put it into the subtitle. And what I've done also is, Whatever is in my subtitle, if there are good keywords, I'll put it in the title in Spanish Mexico. And that's how we usually do it. But that's what I would be doing too. But Joe, for an app like this, like I almost think like paid acquisition would be a great phenomenal app to go to use. I was gonna say, I think that one of the things I love about looking at this app is that you know who your customers are. Yeah. Like you kind of define them right up front. So on a paid acquisition standpoint, like using Facebook to target people 50 plus. Yeah. figuring out like how you can get your app in front of them there. That could be a really good channel uh, for a tool like this. Um, the other thing that I really like just looking at this is the screenshots are yes. pretty direct in like telling you exactly what the tool does. I'd love this second screen here that has all the different benefits of like how you're going to work out with this tool. Um, I think the screenshots, you did a really nice job here. One thing I would say that um, like we've tested out and seen some success with is adding a few different colors. Like you'll see Airbnb does this at points or um, forget the other one. I, I like to just look at some of the big brands and what they do, but kind of mixing in a few different colors in your screenshots when you show up in a search ad can oftentimes help your like ad really pop in front of a customer. Um, That's a great one. Cause yeah, I'll pull up ripples right now. I see these colors. Have you seen video perform? Have you guys done any AB tests around video versus no video? Yeah, we didn't have a video. Well, we took our video down for a little bit to see what would happen. Um, and what we found was that we do get better conversion with video, especially on our search ad, like the actual ad itself. Um, with the organic, you know, searching, we've seen that like ad or no ad maybe doesn't play as big of a role, but I, I really would recommend putting an ad in there. I think it's a cool way to tell someone about your product. It's just mm -hmm. a nice way to like show off what you can do. And it, it should be pretty low cost in 30 seconds to have something that looks nice. Anya says paid acquisition works great guys. So good job on that front there. All right. I, I like that tip, like the color. I think, I do think that when I'm looking at ripples, I'm like, Oh wow. Yeah, you're right. These colors do 
are more attractive to the eye. The other thing Again, I want to credit our designers and not me. <laughs> Joe, you're too nice. Okay. After this, I want to say all credit to Steve all the time. All right. That's all. There we go. There we go. <laughs> So Anya, one one thing I did was I put senior again. I'm not saying 50 is a senior level, but if you see this, there's senior exercise. And so what this is what Apple's auto suggesting. Sometimes there's good traffic. Sometimes there's not that great of a traffic. But these are other keywords I would be going after, which is and it's hard for you guys to maybe see. But senior dating match people, senior people meet, senior games, senior exercise, senior care. So these are all senior exercise, a big one. So like that might be the primary keyword that I want to go after. And hey, you're number one for that term. So good work there. All right, let's get into the app itself real quick. And then we'll get you some, give you some feedback on the app. What do you say, Anya? All right. I like it said fitness for wiser people. So <laughs> this is a really nice, I really love the video too with the quotes. Yeah. I think that's awesome. I like this. Okay. For me, dude, bro, like as I'm getting, I'm 41 now, but like it's really mobility now these days. All right. Top concerns. I would say knees and hips. <laughs> dude, this, is what we're, this is what we're in store for. <laughs> I like this. I'll allow it. All right. Apple. I do like this. It makes me feel like, you know, it's personalized a little bit and then I'm, I'm assuming it's going to hit me with a pricing option. Yeah. I think it's really nice that, you know, hopefully then when you do the pricing a little bit here, Steve is maybe, a, and we'll see it, maybe they do, but like right. the actual pricing screen could be dictated by what you just filled out too. Right. right. Like you're yes. saying, the, all the key stuff in that screen could maybe yes, tell sir. you a little bit about what you get because of what you filled out. I don't know what's going to happen next, but this is a screen where I might start thinking through like what you kind of had with Ripple, like seven days on us or whatever it, they're about to prompt me with soon. So let's figure it out. What do you think up to next, Joe? It's I it. think it's going to be the upsell. I think it's got to so be too. that purchase screen. Yeah. Right, Anya, let's see. Oh, so huge opportunity. You got to upsell me there. Yeah, Joe and I first thought that you were gonna get an upsell, and we're both in the space, so maybe you know. But like, I I was expecting an upsell. I wasn't expecting this. Yeah, and I think the other thing to keep in mind is like, from Steve, I think consumers are also expecting to get the option to pay at some point, yeah. and so it's even okay to put it a little earlier than making someone click through to get it because they can always act that and try it. You know, for pay again later. Yeah, and you know what we've seen too, Joe is somebody in our audience did track everything and put the upsell in the welcome flow. So it's one of the best practices, have the upsell in the welcome flow. And he saw 68% of his in-app purchases come through the welcome flow. And so Anya, the thing that I would add to this app to really unlock your, forget about the organic growth, if your paid growth is working well, unlock the subscriptions, have this upsell. Joe and I were both expecting it. You were kind of teasing it. We're ready for it. Show it right on there. Try to upsell users dropping off that point. That's okay though. That's okay. I think people let them exit. Let them exit. Right, Joe? She said, yep. Anya said upsell users were dropping off at the point. Yeah, I think one thing you can do, we've we uh 
you in order to share posts through Ripple, it's a it's a paid service at some point. You yeah. get a free trial, but we do allow people to see the app without paying for it. So like you can essentially allow someone into your product, exit out of this. They just when they get to a certain point, they will have to pay. So they can still click yeah. around. Um, also, you're offering a 30 day free trial, it looks like. Um, so you are allowing someone to see what they want out of the product. Maybe even think about, you know, offering a seven day on your annual so that people can see what it looks like mm -hmm. um, or offering a seven day on both possibly. We've just seen yeah. that the conversion is better with a shorter trial period. Anya, I don't know if this 30 days is a free trial and then I have to pay or get out, but that's one thing too. I love the little pop-up, you know, I know we kind of missed it, but that would be a great lead in to be like, hey, you know, 70% off, you know, two times more effective. I love the pop-up, I'm sorry, I'm totally missed it. But the other thing I would do is, I think you're doing a good job because certain things are locked. I'm assuming this one's locked. Oh no, it's not locked. Okay. But like, how come some things say free and I'm able to do it and this one doesn't say free and I'm able to still do it. What I think is also missing is like some way the upsell on this main page, because most people are going to come here. And so it's good to just have an upsell somewhere around here and pointing back to the guy who tracked, shout out to Nick to track everything, but he saw 28% come in through this main screen of his in-app purchase. So that's like, close to 90% of all his in-app purchases came from those two main screens, not push notifications, not like this setting stuff right here where I have to go to upgrade pro, none of that stuff, those two main screens. So that's what I would do if I were you. And I'm just gonna see what the second open feels like for me. I do, I gotta say, I love the look and feel of this app. It looks yeah. really good when you're in the home screen. Again, so like you're not, you're not being, you're being good on your right, but like, I think I would, probably have some screen that says go pro, you know, the main messaging, you said like four times more likely, blah, 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 blah. That main messaging somewhere I'm pointing on my phone. So you guys don't know, but somewhere right here, like this spot would be great to put in there. All right. She said, we don't have any trial at all. Okay. So yeah, there's a freemium model. So get them to subscribe. You have a lot of spacing here that you can then easily just put in an upsell. If you didn't want to do the welcome flow and you thought I was bad advice from from me, I'll take the blame, Joe, but like definitely have it right here. I think you can get some more subscribers that way too. I would agree. It gives people at least the chance to kind of know where to go if they want premium features. All right, Joe, you teased it. Give us that Google UAC hack on how you're able to really better target your target. Okay, better focus on your target market. Yeah, I think um, oh, one way to think it, so Ripple's maybe a little unique in that we we serve a bunch of different business types or business verticals. So you saw when we were going through the onboarding flow, there's like health and fitness, there's restaurants, there's real estate agents, there's uh, beauty and personal care customers, there's professional services. Anyway, we serve a bunch of different verticals, but with UAC, you don't have this targeting ability like on Facebook where you're creating like interest audiences or you're uploading lookalikes. What we did though through UAC in order to try and target these customers and what we've seen success with is that we've created different ad groups per vertical or per interest. So like we have a we have a ad group that is all focused on restaurants. So what's in there is all copy related to restaurants. It's videos that show restaurants working with the app. It's images that show like someone in a restaurant setting taking a picture um, and what we found is that this has really decreased our cost per purchase um, and, and been really successful so far. And the neat thing is, is by kind of structuring it this way, we've also been able to target different value props within the tool. So 
one thing Ripple allows customers to do is to like share animated videos. So we have one ad group that's also all about video and all about video related keywords. And so then in the app store, when like, or in the play store, I should say, like when, maybe when someone's searching for that, your ads are more likely to show up um, for some of these different terms because you have an ad group dedicated to that. Uh, we have one for scheduling. Um, it's been a really cool way for us too to kind of break down um, and turn off and on ad groups depending what verticals we're most focused on at the time. Um, and it's also helped us increase scale because with more ad groups, we've been able to increase like our spend because that spends being you know spent across more ad groups and being spent better. Um, it also kind of helps, I think, eliminate some competition, although I can't prove that. Uh, UAC can be such a black box, but um, yeah, it's been really helpful for us. I can think about, you know, in maybe a different space, just having different target demographics that you're trying to go after and really honing in on those within your ad groups. Hey, Joe, are you primarily using UAC for just Google or you do you have some campaigns set up for iOS as well? We're doing both. Um, okay. And actually, since the release of 14.5, um, we've seen that the UAC iOS campaigns have been performing decently. We do see a lag on the conversions coming through. And because SK Ad Network's not set up there yet with AppsFlyer, um, we don't have like true attribution for that channel. Um, but what we can see is that like our global purchases are going up. Um, the cost per purchase that Google UAC is reporting looks pretty solid right now on the iOS side as well as the Android side. So we have been doing both and it's something we plan to continue doing. Um, while iOS isn't quite as efficient because the LTVs may be a little bit higher for us, we, we can kind of continue to advertise there and, and do both on that channel. One of the things that you kind of alluded to with the Apple search ads, and I want to make sure that we kind of talked about it. I've seen the same thing, Joe, like the broad match campaigns, even the search match campaigns are doing much more. So what we've always done is put a discovery campaign and within those ad groups, we have a search match on, and then we have a broad match on while all the exact match keywords are negative in those, in both ad groups. And so based on your recommendation, and it's been way better to look at these reports, we've kind of separated the search match into its own campaign. And then we've have a, a broad match. And I think your recommendation, Joe, and you can get into more details is like one campaign, one ad group on search ads. And that seems to be the best way of like really structuring these campaigns. Yeah, we, you know, for a while, we used to have a ton of different ad sets or ad groups within Apple search ads, and we'd break it out by different know industries but the thing was are different industries but also like different keyword groups so some that were related to social media posts some were that related to ads or animation um, but what we found was that because you're just optimizing on a bid for that keyword there's really no reason to break it out um, and instead you're looking at an aggregate level of all your exact match all your broad match by each campaign and then just measuring and allocating spend between those depending how they're performing um, and to your point, the broad match has been a real surprise. Like, you know, I always thought that broad match was probably going to give you less qualified customers, customers who were less likely to purchase, but that just hasn't been the case. And, you know, we don't have as much visibility as I'd like from Apple as to what those, like, what they call low volume keywords are. <laughs> yes. But at least we know that they're performing pretty well. And so for now, it's, it's definitely something we're going to continue to lean into. And we've actually just launched it in a few new geos as well to see how that'll nice. do. Geo has his own campaign. 
Um, so yeah, right now each geo has its own campaign, although I will admit I did something that wasn't best practice and I bundled uh, a lot of like geos that we don't see a ton of success in into the same campaign just because um, when you're managing all that's like you're managing a decent amount of span and you're looking at what keywords perform, as long as those countries and the countries we bundled together all speak a, the same language, we figure that it's a relatively safe thing to do. Um, so we have done a little bit of geo bundling for some of like maybe the countries where we're not spending as much money in. Yeah, I think Vojtech kind of talked about this. Sorry, Vojtech, I missed your question, but I think you're seeing how do you compare Google ads on Android versus iOS? I'm, got, I'm glad we kind of got into that a little bit. Did you, I think you answered that, right? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, if I, I'll retouch just a little for a sec. Um, I think it's an excellent question because it's always fluctuated for us. On the iOS side, what I'd say is you tend to get a little bit worse performance when it comes to both cost per install and cost per purchase. Um, but those customers tend to be highly qualified and, and tend to perform well for us, at least when they're in the app. Um, Android's cheaper and it seems like you get more data points and you get better reporting back. So. It's kind of a balance. We tend to spend a little bit more on Android for UAC than we do on iOS, but um, I think you can do both. And, and you know, if your app's designed well, you can do both effectively. We got a question from Rockstar North. Hey, Steve, my team is building a mobile app game. It's for people developing. My question is my budget is 50K just for the marketing. Is it enough at the moment? We're not a big company right now. What do you think, Joe? I think that's definitely enough to get started yeah. at least and, and, you know, have effectiveness. What I would say with that type of budget is don't try and do 10 different channels when you first launch, you know, pick, pick one to three, really figure out what your strategy is there, lean in, you know, make sure everything's ready to go for launch and then just optimize those over the course of the month you're spending that or however long you're going to be spending that 50 K for, but no, I, Steve, I'd love to hear your opinion. And my, uh, I think it's, I think it's plenty of money to see, you know, drive yeah. some effectiveness. I think so too. And I think that the thing that I would be doing is probably spending maybe 25 to 30% in the very beginning in other geos, you know, like I'll just tell you how big game companies do it. They, they tend to launch in the Nordic countries, kind of really test the LTV, the retention, all that stuff, and really have those numbers locked in. And so that when you make improvements to the user flow, to everything else that you need to do, to all these little tweaks, you're not blowing the complete budget. And so they spend a lot of time in that soft launch. So I would probably take a section of it, maybe a third, somewhat of that 50K budget in that soft launch and really analyze those numbers and then save the majority of it for your full blown worldwide release. That's how I would start patterning it. But yeah, I agree with Joe, like focus on the channel. I think too many mistakes are like, it's not a huge budget, right? Because some of these big game companies have millions of dollars, but it's enough. And I would try to focus on, and Joe, do you have a recommendation on the channel that they should focus on for a mobile game? You know, honestly, I you're probably have more expertise in the mobile gaming space. My recommendation for any app starting would just be probably to go to UAC for game, okay. UAC, Apple search ads, and then maybe throw in Facebook, although, and run some like AAA campaigns on Facebook. Um, yeah. I'd love to hear your thoughts there, but that I would probably start with those three. That's actually what I was gonna ask you later on. I made a job. I think for a game personally, I would go with Facebook just because you can do a lot more targeting right and if it's depending on the type of game as well and then different countries because i think with apple search ads maybe with google uac i'm not i'm not that experienced as you are joe on google uac i think with google uac i think it's going to be great for android so if you're doing the android version first 
but you're just not going to get the insights on what the targeting is going to be. Whereas Facebook, you can say, you know, I want to target these specific people because I don't, you disagree with this, Joe, but I feel like if I'm just starting out, I want to be very, very focused on my targeting and then go bigger. But that's just me. And I've heard other people say otherwise, like, especially for a game, they're like, no, I want to go broad first and then target in. So I think it depends on how much money you have. You know what I mean? So I don't know yeah. what your thoughts are on that. No, I think it's a great, like, it's a great way of thinking about it. I think if you know who you think who your target market's probably going to be, then Steve's point absolutely takes it. If you think you know who you're going to be targeting, if you think you can drive a lot of installs on Facebook, like Facebook's going to give you the most in-depth information. It's going to allow you to do the most targeting. If you're just trying to get people in the app, figuring out, you know, where are they purchasing? How's my funnel working? Trying to get a lot of volume and, and you're comfortable doing more on Android, then that's why I would say UAC. But I think, you know, to Steve's point, like there's, yeah, th there's two different approaches there. I think both are good. I think um, if you know who your audience is, starting with Facebook's probably a good place to go though. All right, I like it. All right, Joe, you wanna know who won the first round? Here we go. Help me keep score, okay? We got Hamadi, me, Rassi, S, Armel, so that's three. Celtic coming in strong, Joe, don't worry. Thank you, I needed three, the help. Two. John, so three, three, I think. And then Bijwaji is the tiebreaker, Steve. Oh, four, three, pretty darn close. Thank you guys. To round one, I'm up one, zero. How's it going, Alex? Good to see you here. And then Alex, I like that. Alex gave you a tip in here to Anya saying, consider A-B testing 50 versus 40. All right, Joe, round two, you want to go first? You want me to go first? I, I feel like I need to go first now because maybe that was my problem. People didn't remember it as well. Um, Anyway, I don't know. I'm making a new documentary um, on how to fly an airplane. Okay. We are currently filming the pilot. <laughs> I like that. I like that. All right. Joe, did you hear about the giant throwing up? Did you hear about that big giant throwing up? No. It's all over the country. <laughs> <laughs> All right, round two, put in the comments below, please. Come on, it's beer on the line. It's super important for Joe and I to figure this out and pick a winner. All right, Joe, I'm going to skip to that last app because that second app, Ricardo, didn't really put, put much. But, oh, one more thing. If you guys want to for us to review your app, give you feedback on anything related to growth, retention, go to appmasters.com slash audit at masters.com slash audit. When I love receiving from you guys is, Steve, look at the growth. I listen to you. I love those emails. Nothing pumps me up more than those emails. And I love just sharing back all these things that we've been able to learn from your guys' emails too, because it's a, it's a circle, circle of life. All right. Rohit says, increased number of downloads and subscriptions. We'll take a look at Rohit's app. Butler is a an app that allows you to schedule your WhatsApp messages, text chatbot, schedule app chat, and empower WhatsApp business activity with automated text messages. So interesting. Initial thoughts, Joe? Uh, well, the first thing I was gonna mention, looking at the screenshots here, um, there's just a lot of text. It, you know, because the phone shows a lot of text, uh, which I get it's a texting tool. So like, <laughs> inevitably there's gonna be some text in the screenshots, but the screenshots maybe are a little dark, a little hard to read. Um, I would maybe blow those up and and even just highlight certain parts of those screens so that someone can read it a little better. Uh, I do like how you're bolding your headlines. Um, I would also make those maybe a little bit bigger and make those pop so that people can really focus on your core message there. 
Um, that's kind of my initial thoughts with the screenshots, at least. Um, well, I think with these screenshots, I feel like, yes, it's text heavy, but you don't need to do that. You know, you can really play up the fact that because it gets kind of cut off. Yeah. Here, but you can play up the fact that here, let me blow this up if I can you play up the fact that it's, Hey, quick replies, you know, one tap. I'm always a fan of like any numbers that they can throw in there. So like one tap, quick reply, perfect. Boom, 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 boom. Right. And then talk about like close business faster with automated SMS four times more likely to close more business. So add some social proof here too. That's, that's how I started thinking about it. And I think, you know, I was a big fan of ripples because I told Clay, the CEO of ripple, I mean, when we did the podcast, I was like, Hey, I've seen your ad. You guys do an amazing job on those Instagram ads. I've seen a ton of those. And I think, you know, what you guys do really well is not like, it's like showing off the product too really well. And I don't think that this guy, Rohit, you're doing a good job showing off the product. Like show me, show me how quickly I can get things done. Yeah. A I think Steve, to your point about like quick, quick things being said too. maybe add a, add a, like a, a intro, uh, screenshot here. That's like really about the core benefit. Of yeah. Product. Um, you know, you jump right into the kind of individual feature offerings, maybe add one up front that tells like, what is someone truly getting out of this product and what's the one main benefit they should walk away with? Um, maybe it would add one more screen just up front to kind of tell customers that. Totally. I mean, that is it, right? Like, what is the big unique selling point? How can I, what can I do within the app? And then get into everything else too. From a, let's talk about, because you're so well-versed in the user UA, is there one channel that maybe, maybe I already know what it is, but is there a channel that you're like, hey, you know, do all these things from an organic growth perspective, but if there's a paid channel, here's the paid channel I'll focus on? Um, so I, it's funny we're looking at a tool like this. I have a, I met someone at a conference who is uh, running a tool called Pinger. Yeah. Uh, uh -huh. And uh, those guys always talked about how effective UAC actually was for them. Yeah. Um, and so again, I probably sound like a broken record. Like I think UAC might be an interesting tool for this product. Um, I'm not sure. I'm guessing like text, chatbot, WhatsApp is super competitive keywords. I guess it'd probably be kind of expensive maybe to run search ads on those. Um, and then I, I do think there's definitely room for Facebook here. Uh, the nice thing about Facebook too is WhatsApp mess, you know, you could advertise like in chat tools on Facebook. So in messenger and stuff. Oh, that's um, a great idea. And your, your advertisements are actually showing up in places where people are maybe thinking about using your product. That's one thing we think about with ripple is we're helping people create and share Instagram and Facebook ads right. or posts. And because of that showing up in the Instagram and Facebook feed kind of helps people place the usage for your product, that could be another cool way to kind of get in front of people in a, in a different spot and maybe a more relevant placement. Yeah, I like that. That's a great idea on that. All right, let's take a look at the app itself. We're running out of time. I don't wanna keep Joe too long. All right, let's, we've got the app right here. Google's, my Android's a little bit weird, so I'm gonna have to keep it like this. Every time I try to blow it up, it goes crazy. So bear with me, I know the screen isn't very optimal. Oh shoot, I forgot to get the app. All right, let me <laughs> let me go download the app first. <laughs> Not prepared. We got some questions from Wander anyways. Wander, is there any Wander asks, is there any good strategies for user acquisition, user acquisition when the app revenue comes from ads? Or should we invest in in-app purchases and subscriptions? What's the app, Wander? I think we need to know a little bit more about the app itself, right? Yeah, I think that's tough to answer without kind of knowing the, the product there. 
yeah, tell us about the product on there. Okay, and then Jeff, John asks, Steve, do you have some articles or video that explains in depth how to create a good funnel? John, like, I think, again, like, what are you talking about? Like, top of the funnel? I think we kind of get through, we can create top of the funnel type of stuff, but like, Joe, do you have some best practice on what a good funnel looks like for you guys? Um, kind of to what you mentioned, Steve, I think, you know, at the top of the funnel, um, I mentioned having a, a shorter, knowing what screens are important, and only putting the screens that are really relevant to your customers in those first, you know, three to nine taps. Um, that's like when I think about the top of the funnel, but your top of the funnel could even go further, right? And so another thing to think about when you're talking about like a marketing funnel is how does your ad look? And then how does your in-app, like app store listing look? And then how does your app look? So making sure that you have consistency from the minute that person touches the ad, that your brand colors are the same, then going to your app store, all the messaging in your app store matches your ad. And then once they launch the app, does it look the same? Does it feel the same? Are you saying the same things? And We've seen that even just by having the same copy in all those three, you could increase conversion and your ads just perform better, especially on Facebook. Oh, I love that. I love that. Uh, okay. That's a great one. And John, you know, we can create some content around that. So I think Joe put it very well succinctly. So I completely grow with, agree with everything he has. He said, all right, so let me, we've got the app now. Thanks for buying me some time while I produce this. All right, let's take a look at the app real quick because he wants to unlock subscriptions. Okay, Wander says it's a, okay, I'll get to you, Wander. I see your thing. All right, increase subscriptions. So it says, I know you guys, probably hard to read, but it says, hey there, welcome aboard. Looks like you're new around here. All you need to do is tap here, tap the link above, follow the instructions. I feel like it's too much, too much, too much words right here. So, all right. Now it's asking me to buy stuff. GoPro, do more with Butler. No limit campaigns, bots, and many more. Remove large to use Butler. Go to or on your computer. Make sure you're connected to the same Wi-Fi. It's weird. Why do I have to go to this QR thing to go to Butler? Okay, I'm gonna go home. Thing. I don't know what to do here besides. Yeah, I think, you know, when we were kind of talking on the, just before this about an onboarding funnel or a funnel, yeah. approach, I think one good thing here would be to like come up with a few screens that help explain the product. Maybe instead of having one long list of text, have a few that someone can swipe through. And then you get to a point of trying to upsell or tell them what the next step is and have that really laid out maybe with some more graphics and, and maybe not as text heavy, more visuals. Um, people I would guess would maybe respond better to that and know more what to do than getting to the point of tapping through the buttons on the bottom. Yeah, I agree. And I think Rohit, I know he's in here now, I think, but Hey Steve, where, what's that first time user experience? What do you want me to do within the app? Because it's scheduled, it's for business from what I'm expecting from reading your, your Google play preview. I'm thinking it's a business type of app where I can sort of automate some of that. And so maybe it's like set up your first automated flow, whatever that is. But the sequence was really weird. I mean, you brought me home and then I tapped, which is only bringing me to the more screen, which I have no idea what to do here either besides pay you. And so I don't, maybe it's setting up that first bot and then getting it. But I agree with Joe, like we've seen stats. Somebody emailed me and said, Hey, I listened to you. I added a couple of flows before I showed them the pricing page. He added three screens and that like, 
totally changed the conversions. It was like 30% for one app and then like 200% for another app. So definitely worth it. And guys, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not going to answer any more questions until you guys vote on that second round of jokes, man. I want to see them in the comments. I want to see who won. Come on. We have third round coming up. All right. So I missed some of these. Sandy Brown. Sandy, I have an app that requires a user to download the app to their TV for the full experience. And that is where users are dropping off during onboarding. Ideas on how I can get them back in. Hmm. Sandy, what kind of app is it? And why are you making them download on their TV versus just being able to play on their phone? Because I watch a lot of Netflix show on the shows on my phone now. <laughs> Guys. What do you think, Joe? Is there anything that you you'd add to this? Well, I this is a tough one. I mean, this is probably a tough one to get people to launch on their TV, I'm sure. One thing that maybe would be helpful is just to set up a really good drip email campaign. Mm. Um, because then you're at least reminding people like, hey, to get the full experience, go to your TV, set it up this way. And then an email, it also gives you more opportunities to kind of explain step by step, you know, how you how you can proceed to get the full experience. I love that email campaign. I think it's one overlooked channel. Definitely have that in in any marketing you do. And then Wander said that he was he's doing a motivational app. So his first question was. Should I do? Should I monetize off of ads or in-app purchases for a motivational app? I think you should do both. Frankly, you should have both. I think in-app purchases and subscription for that type of app is the really the way to go. Uh, any thoughts? All right, Celtic. Adrian says, Steve. That's it. Come on, guys. All right. Cool. I think we're good. You'll need to connect to your WhatsApp. So he said, you'll need to connect to your WhatsApp to use the app. So then again, then that's great. That's great insight. You're not, you're not making me do that, right? Like it's one right here. It could be, Hey, you know, connect to your WhatsApp. We automate WhatsApp scheduling, but you're not even getting me to do that yet. You're getting me to tap here, go pro manage my clear, my media. I don't even know what that means. And then go to this QR code, which for me, I'm like, what? So number one, increase. If you need me to subscribe and get the most out of your app, get me to connect to my WhatsApp first and foremost, and then ask me to buy something. Okay. Hey, look, it works people. All right, Joe. Sorry. Not uh, a lot of scores coming in. Uh, so Joe, I mean, I think you kind of alluded to this, but one of the questions I had for you was like, out of all like Google UAC, Facebook and Apple search ads, would you still recommend for, you know, a generic general, rule of thumb, start with Google UAC as the primary paid marketing channel? Well, I think it goes back. I think it's specific depending on the app that you're advertising. Um, I would say Facebook, if you know your audience and you really have an idea of like your funnel and purchases and how you want to drive people or installs there, Facebook's the best channel to target and, and figure out where you want to show up and how you want to show up with your ads. Um, so I would say Facebook and UAC are like 1A and 1B, just depending on your goals. If you're trying to get a ton of installs and you don't care if they're iOS or Android and you're just trying to learn how your app works, UAC is great. If you're really trying to drive purchases and you're trying to target and you know your audience, start with Facebook. Facebook's going to give you all those capabilities. Um, and then when it comes to search ads, again, it, it's dependent upon your tool. But if you have an idea of what people are searching for and you think it's going to be relatively low cost without a ton of competition, then search ads is a great way to get installs, know where they're coming from, understand, get in front of keywords that you know are relevant to your product. Um, 
And so, yeah, that, that's kind of where I would start. The other nice thing about Facebook and UAC is that you're going to get all that brand awareness. Even if people aren't clicking your ad, they're going to learn about it a little bit. Um, whereas with search ads, you know, it's obviously a one-time thing. You show up once and then either they click your ad or you don't. There's less brand awareness there. I like it. I like it. I think you broke that down. I'm gonna have to re-listen to that part because I really like that way. I'm a big fan of search ads. The I just think search intent is one of the strongest. So if you have an app that you think people would be searching for, definitely look at search ads as a, a starting point for me. One question I have for you, Joe, is what's that, you know, if I'm just starting off and I have no like historical data, what's the cost per tap that I should put on any keyword campaign within search ads? Oh, that's tough. Um <laughs> It's really tough. And I think you got to experiment a little bit, but it's it's a place actually where I like the idea of running some broad match um, when you're first mm. getting going alongside the exact match you think is going to work. And the reason I like this is because you'll probably see some differences between what you're getting cost per tap in your exact match versus cost per tap on your broad match. And then look at those search terms and see what they're kind of showing up as for cost per tap. Um, and that should give you an idea. I personally think, you know, when you're first starting out, I'm guessing probably lower budgets, like try and keep that under $2, 250. Um, but that's all depending on the product too, right? Like the fitness app we looked at earlier, I'm sure those taps are going to be more expensive. Whereas maybe a game that's a little more niche, like you'll be able to drive some of those lower cost apps. I think, I think it really just depends on the tool. Yeah. I think that that's what I've been doing is starting with like a, you know, I have this formula where I'm like, this is how I sort of thought about it too, Joe. And that's why I'm asking you just to, just to make sure I'm thinking about this right is, you know, what I've seen is exact match is probably converting at around a 35 to 40% from um, tap to install. And then the broad match, search match, broad match would probably be around 30, 33, search match around 25, 30%. And so if my, I always say like, okay, my cost per acquisition is $2, 250, then you just multiply the conversion rate that gets me my ideal cost per tap. And that's how I've been structuring all these campaigns. So yeah, I think that's check that's super smart to think about too, because that the, the conversion rate there also probably tells you how relevant those keywords actually are yeah. um, and whether or not you want to keep bidding on them anyway. I like it. Okay. And then San, Sandy says display photos from phone to TV. Oh yeah. Then, you know, I mean, it'd be great to have it. So it's like, I'm kind of thinking through this like digital photo album that we used to have. So I would email is probably the best way to go. I mean, I don't think people need, to have it on their TV, Sandy, but you know, once they get there, they're probably gonna be higher paying customers. And so maybe it's a locked feature, something that you say, all right, the TV comes into play when they're really motivated because you might just want it to like, eventually when you have a party, you wanna show off some of those photos, that's probably when you want it. And so that's probably where you can get them to pay. Okay, cool. All right, let's answer this question. So Joe, I did get some more votes from Rassi and Star Projection. So. I think I think you owe me a beer, bro. I, think I, I do. Mean. I do. You can't beat the master. You can't beat the expert. All right, let's end on a couple of things. Wander says, Joe, Steve, have you used Google Trends and Keyword Planner to get insights for the campaigns? Great question. Absolutely. I think it's a great way to start. I think it's a good way, especially the keyword planner, like just to learn, you know, what what other keywords you should be including in both your search and UAC campaigns. Um, and then when it comes to Google Trends, this is actually a way that we kind of keep our eye on competitors see what they're bidding on, see where they're showing up. Love it. All right, Joe, you want to end with anything else that you want to cover before we say goodbye? 
No, I just want to say thanks for having me on. I had a ton of fun and uh, it's, it's cool to see these other tools. And yeah, I learned something from you, this, you know, a few things from you as well. So thanks for the time. I, lo I love doing this. And you and I, we had a great conversation offline about all the strategies. So thank you for all the tips that you gave. Once again, guys, the website, the app is called Ripple, R-I-P-L.com. Search for it in the app store or just go to ripple.com. That is linked up to the YouTube description as well. Joe, if the audience wants to connect with you personally and say, thank you, Joe, you're amazing. Even though your dad jokes, you lost to Steve, you're still amazing. Where do you want to send them? Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn under Joe Zimmer and Ripple um, or yeah, find me on LinkedIn, reach out, happy to talk. I love talking UA. So if anyone has questions, just reach out there. Awesome. Well, Joe's LinkedIn profile is linked up in the YouTube description as well. And if you got anything out of this, find a way to thank the guests like I'm about to do now. Joe, thank you so much for coming on doing this. Thank you, Steve. Thank you all for listening. And I'm off for the next two weeks. I'm going to be headed out to Hawaii next week. So don't miss me. You'll be fine. But I'll be back two weeks after. So have a great time, guys. Want to increase your downloads and revenue? Check out our new ASO Master Service where we help you with ASO, optimizing your revenue, and we'll even manage your Apple search ads and Google ads. Learn more at asomasters.com. Thanks for listening to the App Masters Podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.